looking hotter than Caitlyn Jenner, it's Cape <laughs> Crisis, the comic book podcast every week on the Laser Time Network, hosted by me, Henry mm. Gilbert, that's H-E-N-E-R-E-Y-G on Twitter, hello! <laughs> Hi! Hey Chris. hey, Chris Antista, regular co-host, it's just the two of us here. Oh, hoy hoy. And definitely, congratulations to Caitlyn Jenner, finally becoming herself. <laughs> it and, took, uh, Henry took a lot of... It's, it's, Sure did. When she photographed well with Annie Leibovitz, I wish uh, we could all be photo. I bet we'd all look more uh, beautiful. I had a notion. I was going to save it for the what you've been reading portion. Mm-hmm. I had a notion on the Caitlyn Jenner uh, issue, mm-hmm. literally the issue. But I was the afraid to say anything, anything about it because uh, that's how you get <laughs> so you get yelled at. Mm-hmm. But Vanity Fair on the cover this week, week, month uh-huh. is what? What? Call me Caitlyn. Yeah. yeah. On last issue. Was Star Wars. That's right, yeah. What the fuck? Andy Leibowitz photographed that too. I've heard of this magazine for years. What the fuck is it about? <laughs> I think it's just a lifestyle magazine, but the fanciest lifestyle It's magazine. It's very weird how, how how soaked in the internet I am. Like, just thinking about that, like, wait, wh- who is your audience? <laughs> I, know it's a, I know it's a big deal for some writers to... Have an article published in Vanity Fair. Yeah, it like sounds. It sounds. It sounds like a. It sounds like a movie I wouldn't watch from the 1940s. I mean, it's probably been around that long. Yeah, but, uh, but I never thought. I never thought about that until juxtaposing those two news stories together. Oh, I've never read. What is? What is even inside this <laughs> is magazine? Just the last magazine left. That I, people. I like, think so. I guess. Uh, well, now GQ's still around. You thought I was uh, going to say something offensive. You were bracing no, yourself. No, certainly not. But certainly hey, not. I was too because I don't like, like. Lord knows how it'll be interpreted by uh, everybody in the internet. Well, I, you know, after after her special where mm-hmm. Caitlyn came out mm-hmm. as trans, she there was this article written by one of her ex wives that that just started with this crazy story of when she saw Caitlyn Jenner, then Bruce Jenner, in the Olympics. Uh, she like uh, Caitlyn's ex wife. Saw saw her on TV in the Olympics, but in, when she's Faster. telling the story, when she's telling the story, the ex-wife says, "So I was sitting in bed with Elvis Presley because she was like dating Elvis huh. Presley late in his life, like in the last years of his life." Hey man, that dude's gonna be a pretty woman someday. <laughs> oh, that she's like, wow, that that Bruce Jenner's really hey, really attractive. Yeah. Well, you better not leave him for me. Leave me for him. Leave. It was. It's just. I'll so, be a lonely dog. I don't know any Elvis lyrics. I just think I it's so. I I think it's so crazy to have a story start with. So I was in bed <laughs> with Elvis, Elvis Presley, and then right, I looked at good. the Olympics in, on television, nineteen seventy six. That's good. That's this this nineteen seventies version of Game of Thrones. Is what that sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, but also you know in the opening remark segment of my article, sure. I would like to point out that uh, we just watched the. F- season finale of community or even series finale possible series finale and and says some really uncomfortable things about marvel (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's not about marvel it's about growing up and i don't want to ruin it for anybody Mm -hmm. but it it made me think way too much and it is like the most meta episode they've ever had i think or close to it Mm -hmm. close to it and just the stuff they were saying about tv and just like yeah it's just the thing you watch and then you stop watching well i'd like that it should be about comfort because i yeah I like to describe these podcasts in the same way. Like, I don't really want to do anything like super issue focused and newsy, just because like this is comfort food. Mm-hmm. This is supposed to like, hey, we like stuff. Do you like it too? Come on in, mm-hmm. get on in here. When he said, you know, TV's not but, made to fight other TV. But I know, uh, yes, and I've and yes, and I, I, I've I've heard once or twice somebody compare like 
me at my craziest is things that Dan Harmon have said. And one of the things I do remember him saying is like, yeah, I understand why people wouldn't want to come home from their day jobs and be challenged by television. Like, maybe you just want to fucking relax. Like, maybe that's why Friends went ten seasons. Like, it's mm-hmm. not a bad thing. And maybe sometimes our show's too difficult to get into. But that's what I loved about Community, mm-hmm. that it, I'm speaking in the past tense, it is mm-hmm. not officially over, but you watch that episode. And you, it seemed very comfortable yeah. being over. Yeah. But, well, and I'd read sad interviews mm-hmm. with Dan Harmon saying, I could probably trick three of these guys to come back but everybody else is a successful actor and they don't want to come back and I don't want to trap them here I think you should do a six hour movie and chop it up into 30 minute chunks but the show I mean the show talked to my brain really well like that I could so I mean I definitely I identify with both Abed and Jeff to an extent too of just this like is these barely on topic but I it's one of those when what a show does really well in my opinion is reward your continued attention and when I argue with Dave, Lost insulted my attention. It <laughs> pretended I was watching for the first time every episode and didn't really respect any knowledge I brought in from previous episodes as if I'd forgotten what they'd set up previously. Mm-hmm. Uh, some comics do that. Uh, and, and, but, but Simpsons and Arrested Development, it's like, if you're really paying attention, there's like six jokes you're missing per every one that, that hits really hard. Yeah. Now, I noticed a couple things just rewatching that. I watched I was watching the community finale mm-hmm. for the third time with you and mm-hmm. it was it was great. But yeah, I I'll miss it, but I think they had a full they had a full life. It's the same with like when Futurama ended for real, like mm-hmm. ev- everybody was saying, eh, it's cool, it's over. Like we got a lot of Futurama. We don't need a more Futurama. We got quite enough of it. It went out rather nicely if you saw the last yeah. episode. Yeah, yeah. Uh I also wanted to mention that uh, Gail Simone had this funny idea that she she tweets a whole lot, Gail Simone, the comic writer. And she had one, she said, what would be the MST3K Justice League, like, of characters from the show, uh, of, of people who have been in their movies? And my... <laughs> Did suggest- she really? Yeah, she was like, what would they be? She first said... Her. She said Puma Man. Puma Man, uh, Mitchell. Yeah, Puma uh, Man and Mitchell. <laughs> that I, I answered with... Mr. B Natural. Yes, Mr. B Natural. Batwoman, uh, Mexican Devil. No, not Mexican Devil. No, he, he's a bad guy. You need the characters who were All good right. guys in their films. Though then I also said Batwoman, who I think was a bad guy in her film. She was the villain, wasn't She's she? Barely there. Ega, Ega, he has the shit. And then Torgo Don't would be their smart. comic relief butler. Yes, yes, he would be slightly reformed, but uh, yeah. You can never be quite sure about Torgo. And I think they'd fight Pinch, and uh, that was the devil from the Mexican Santa movie, Pinch. The Mexican, stupid Mexican kids movie. So everybody, your team everybody's uh, stewing with anger right now. Go ahead and send me the timestamp on how long it's been since we talked about comics. And uh, I, I mean, we sort of just did. I can respond with a so what. <laughs> it's, um, it's nice to. It's it's. I did get to spend most of the day just kind of enjoying stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, had some computer issues and did some no, nothing, nothing huge, but like just had to move some stuff around and like can't use my computer. Let's mm. see what life is like when you used to entertain yourself <laughs> in weird. between long working sessions. It's strange. Um, read, I, read some comics. Read some stuff. I read a lot of comics too. Oh boy! Because now it's time to talk about what you've been reading. And you know, I look at this list. I think I bought too many comics today. And as somebody who should be on a more fixed budget, I should not have bought this many comics. I'm thanking Sean and Chris for sending me their codes. If you guys want to send me codes, give me, you know... Me first. Tell me. All right, fine. Henry, I got plenty of codes. You're supposed to be giving them away. Spidey. <laughs> all right, so first I read Spidey Renew Your Vows. Did you read no, that? No, I didn't read that. I don't have any it, interest in that. But it's a pretty much a thought experiment. I, to me, it feels like 
it is the argument of why you don't want Spider-Man with a kid. Mm. It says it it is proof in motion mm-hmm. that it can't work. You can't write a story where Spider-Man can lose a wife and child yeah. and they're threatened. And here's why it won't work dramatically. And so it's really interesting in that way. I've, and, I've always thought that... I think I made that argument before that latter... I love the Fantastic Four. I love them throughout their entire history of comics. I think mm-hmm. they've never been less interesting since when they've had... <laughs> uh, what would you call that? Perpetually six-year-old children? Yeah. Uh, they're, they're, they can't put themselves... Like, every time they have to give a speech like, no, I can't risk my life. I have children. Like, you're the bo- most boring superhero now. I liked at least when they leaned into it in Sometimes, the Future yeah. Foundation stuff. Like, oh, we don't just have one kid. We have a school. We yeah. have a bunch of young kids that we teach. And that, that was a little more interesting. But, like, I think that... I think that you can mark where the Fantastic Four fell off with people. Mm-hmm. It's when they became parents. Yeah, yeah. Canonical parents. Uh, and then there were Secret Wars 3. You mm-hmm. must have read that, right? Mm-hmm. Big deal. Like, stuff, stuff, if you it, complained about 2 that nothing happens, no, stuff no, happens complain about 3. 2 that, that, that nothing happened. It's just like, I want to know why this is happening. You get that explanation in 3. You do. The explanation has arrived in the mm-hmm. form of uh, issue 3. And it's really interesting to me to... The emotional stakes where they're mm-hmm. at to deal with Doom and Strange mm-hmm. and everybody else. Mm-hmm. I don't want to get too spoilery, but it sets up an interesting situation. Yeah. And it you're seeing them lay the roadmaps for where they're going to be once Secret Wars is over and there is some Marvel Universe left, you know? Mm-hmm. And I like, that, I like that Miles Morales gets to be important to the story. It's the first... He's the first connection we have to what was yeah, yeah. in Secret Wars, period. Well, and also, I, I like... I've always liked the dynamic between Doctor Strange and Doctor Doom. Like, mm-hmm. I've always found them very interesting, those two. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that they have this weird respectability. Though they're also... All right, minor spoilers here. Skip some ahead, guys. Mm-hmm. But, okay, they do one thing that it was like... That was... If it is canonical... They got rid of the last big secret in the Marvel Universe. They revealed the last big secret in the Marvel Universe. Mm. They have never, ever shown a full-on shot of Doctor Doom's real face. Oh, really? That had never happened before. Really? For for over 50 years, they... Okay. Maybe I'm thinking of the Nip-Tuck guy. What I'm talking... Well, okay. In the movie, (laughs) yes. In the comics... They've only shown it when he has repaired his place or mm-hmm. in flashbacks. So, mm-hmm. like in Secret Wars, he got the power of the Beyonder and he completely fixed his face. Really? And he took his mask off and he's like, yeah, I just have my old face that you've seen in flashbacks. But And any times he's taken off his mask when that's not the case, you do not see his full face. You just don't. And it was so, a good job because I, I guess you're right. I, I haven't seen his face in the comics and trying to make something grotesque in a universe filled with monsters, mutants, and mm-hmm. basically atrocities, you know, as, there's so many atrocities in the Marvel Universe. How do you make Doom's face look? And like, oh yeah, that's disgusting. I would you hide just that. Just make it real. I would like, hide that. Yeah, and, just look like a real, a real victim. Of, a real accident. Of, yeah, a real victim of an accident. Yeah. Like just an ugly facial scar. But... I am holding back judgment on this that they could, like, I still think it is within possibilities that mm-hmm. Doom is lying to Susan this whole time. He's like, yeah, this is my real face, see? And then later he'll say, nah, it wasn't my real face. Doom was fooling you Judging all along. Judging by the power that he has, it seems odd that odd he Odd that he couldn't ha- fix his face. Yeah. yeah. But that's what the Beyonder says, but that could also just be his... That could be his trick saying, see, mm-hmm. I couldn't fix my face. And he's like, no, I could. I changed it to this. Because it would just make me sad if... Mm-hmm. 
Stan Lee and Jack Kirby where they created him and they teased his face for so long. Mm-hmm. So for them to actually finally really show his face and we've seen like the back of his head, mm-hmm. the sides of his head, mm-hmm. his eyes, but never the full face. I did not know that. Yeah, it was when I saw that I was like, Whoa That whoa, is John Hickman. A Hank fact. That's an okay. all-purpose button. <laughs> spoiler talk over. Spoiler talk over. If you've been Is skipping it? ahead, spoiler talk over. All right, but yeah, Secret Wars three. Big. I'm getting more invested in it now. Yeah. The, well, I read. I read a uh, Planet Hulk. Oh, I didn't see. Well, how was that? It's fine. It's like, I'm, but I'm not gonna keep up on mm. these sub issues, especially when a four dollar twenty page <sighs> issue yeah. of like a preview to a story that only matters for five issues. See, that's um, what I was saying. That's that's why I didn't read Convergency. Like the only ones I am gonna probably read, probably unless go, there's really good reviews in them, are hmm. gonna be Spider-Man: Renew Your Vows and A Force, just because I, I like those. I want to read the uh, Infinite X-Men comic, just because like one ninety nine is a good price, oh, okay. and Infinite yeah. stuff is it's. A, I think that's a really interesting experience. Still, yeah. it's not done enough, but I think it's gonna be exclusively Infinite. Mm. One of their free uh, comicsology books was a Miss Marvel Infinite I hadn't read before. Really, it was really good. No, really I didn't good. see that. And there's a huge DC sale, like uh, Ringslinger. Huge, huge DC. Yeah, sale. like, yeah. but thanks for pointing that out to us. I had seen it already. Uh, I bought some Suicide Squad because that's like the one thing like I didn't own the first ten issues of. I'm surprised mm-hmm. by how much of it I had read. Yeah, all those, um, all these new Fifty Two books from mm-hmm. the last four years are like a dollar. Have been discounted for like the first time ever. Though, you know, if you read on the Kindle app comics mm-hmm. instead of on True, Comixology, you could help us out. Oh. It's not as good as Comixology, but you could buy through our Amazon. You could if you want to, but I've never preferred that experience. But it is, it's always cheaper. Yeah. I've read I've read good Kindle things. They should just connect Kindle and Comixology. Amazon owns it. For real? For real? I, I don't get it. But yeah, Why so they gotta the, be separate? In, the Planet Hulk one was good. I saw it's, they put it stars, out Future Imperfect as well. Yeah, I'm not. I can't get in all that crap. That's why, like, I saw the Spider-Man thing. Like, that's interesting, but I really don't care. And that's clearly like Fan I used service to, I, for me. No, no. Yeah. I mean, I used to love What If books, but these are there. There are what forty five What If books well, essentially palette, running right pal- now. It's a palate cleansing What If. Yeah. Like it because this goes into oh, actually, this was last week's news. But they, the, yeah, that Marvel announced that. Not unlike the one year later thing mm-hmm. that DC did to soft reboot all their books after uh, cri- Infinite Crisis, mm-hmm. Marvel's doing eight months later. So mm-hmm. once Secret Wars is over, then they're fast forwarding eight months storyline wise. Oh. So it's a fresher start. And they they did reveal in Secret Wars three how many years it has been since the uh, end of the Marvel universe. Yeah, yeah, it's it's good, good stuff. It was it, it mm-hmm. contained a lot of the information I wanted. Yeah, it's it's really good. After after issue two, which I did like, but it was gar- it, it was just you know Marvel's Game of Thrones. Get to it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was uh, okay. Then also speaking of big newsy things and spoilers, though you might have read this on a comic news site. Mm-hmm. Star Wars number six. Are you going to spoil it? I won't spoil it, but Star Wars number six ends the uh, first uh, storyline mm-hmm. in Star Wars. I did read this too, and it was great. Like, oh man, that Boba Fett <laughs> Luke Skywalker fight that Insane. was great. Insane. I love that so much. And also the scene between Fett and Vader was great. Now, am, too. I, am I crazy, or is that where is there a canonical uh, rationale in between Star Wars and Empire Strikes Back? Pretty boy Mark Hamill got in a fairly terrible car accident. Yes. Well, in the film, they tried to explain away his facial scars mm -hmm. by having a Wampa attack him at the very beginning of the film. Yeah. 
But uh, no, the no is that the ice creature is a wampa right or is that the yeah, thing? Yeah, it's a wampa. Okay, what's the thing he rides? I forget. Uh, the tauntaun. Tauntaun, that's right. Why do I know this shit? Well, I, I'm disappointed I didn't know. <laughs> but anyway, they try to explain it with that, but I think they're giving slow updates of like, well, and he got this nick on his chin, and this mm-hmm. other guy hit him in the face. So well, look, they, they have a, like a knockdown drag out fight. Uh, and then I was just I'm trying, I'm looking really closely at where the scars are that Boba Fett has left on Hamill. Yeah, um, but also in the fight, I like that they gave an excuse for Boba Fett to get jobbed out because <laughs> because Boba Fett just kept saying, "Yeah, I'm not supposed to kill you." So mm-hmm. he's giving he's going light mm-hmm. on Skywalker. If he wanted to kill Skywalker, the untrained Skywalker, yeah. he could do it. Yeah. I, I I feel very sure of that, but. Yeah, it was it was a great fight scene, and then and again I, I can't like reading ha- reading yeah. Star Wars next to Secret Wars. Mm-hmm. Secret Wars is the most insane comic booky shit. Like I wouldn't recommend some. I'm thinking of getting into comics. I liked Age of Ultron. Don't read Secret Wars. Mm-hmm. You'll be confused, out of your mind. Doesn't make any sense. Whereas the Star Wars stuff is so subtle and grounded, yeah. and subdued. It's ins- I don't know. It just seems so fucking insane to me. While the yeah. entire Marvel universe is colliding and doing the weirdest things imaginable, Star Wars is just riding a, riding a low hum. Now, so yeah. the the thing with Han Solo, <laughs> that shit is crazy. That was crazy, and it makes me think mm. the effects it will have on the movie and how one character may be more connected to Han than we think. Oh, I see. And, uh, you may maybe one has a family resemblance of those new characters. <clears throat> anyway, I, I no, I don't understand. Uh, but <laughs> spoilers, spo- if no, I don't want to uh, forget. It. Guys, read Star Wars Six. It's a pretty big deal. It's a big. It's a big deal. But it's it's one of those things. Like I loved reading the comments to it because ever since the Greedo incident. Yeah. People have a very vested interest in who and what they think Han is. Mm. In 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 not I think that Lucas shit is stupid and idiotic and that scene plays out as really dumb and looks like horrible CG. Yes. Uh, but I think we've all projected a lot of that on him and like who's to say what he's capable of and what he isn't and what what level of scoundrel he is or whether mm-hmm. he's the authentic scoundrel he portrays himself as because he does. Um, but, I mean, he gets softened in each film from four. But to the six, comments so. underneath it are fascinating. Like Han would never do that. Han would never <laughs> do that. Han would ne- not my Han. Not my Han. It, like it's it's hilarious. Go read some of the comments. And to me, I didn't think about there would be any logistical connection to the movie universes at all. I thought they were going to go. I'll just say an R, in an Armis Reynolds situation mm. um, for people who have read stuff. I mean, what they do in it is easy enough to undo. Mm-hmm. It could just be a fake out, a cliffhanger, but I think it has something to do with The Force Awakens. But we'll we'll leave it at that. Oh, boy. move on. That'd be uh, fucking nuts. Okay, so I also... Let's just finish up Marvel first. I read... Well, I, I didn't want to spoil it yet. Okay. I took a picture of the scene of a revelation to the Marvel 616 characters in the Secret Wars where they all have a shocked look on their face and I was just going to mm. say this week in Marvel Comics that's, that's <laughs> I love what that re- like. that was a good reaction it's really been like it's been reaction. a lot of I don't know it's nice to remember how like all the comics I've read from Marvel this week have been, and I, I bought some DC stuff people I'm just not jumping into Convergence mm. uh, well Squirrel Girl 6 was a really fun mm-hmm. read like I, I had a lot of fun with it it's a good it had this great 
bit of Squirrel Girl, Squirrel Girl's empathy saving the day mm-hmm. and getting to know the other characters. And then I also read Spider Woman number eight, mm-hmm. which uh, finished its first grounded storyline, and I really enjoyed it. It was a good, it was a good ending. Grounded storyline. Uh, well, as in she quit the Avengers. She's now just a. Oh. It's a Hawkeye style story, basically. Okay. Like it's in the Hawkeye <laughs> mold in a good way. In a good way. It's not as good as Hawkeye. Does she at uh, least like fun. sleep in the old costumes. I'd really like to see you. Again. You won't see that oh. old costume this time. Sorry. <laughs> I wouldn't know how that writer or that <laughs> the artist on it would draw it. I just don't know. Um, Hopefully, like body paint. Okay, and so there's there were a bunch of new DC books today. Yeah, I I got a few of them, but I've only read two. One is Bizarro Number One, Ooh, which I want to read. Bizarro Number One. It's really fun. Not unlike Squirrel Girl, it's a or Howard the Duck. It's a comedy book, mm. and it also seems to not take place in current DC universe. It's just in a DC universe that's goofier, and also it has a fun Batman '66 reference in it, which I really like, <laughs> and and it's drawn. In a comic strip fashion, like really? it looks like it's that is exciting. It's a, it's a cartoon. It has such cartoony aspects to it. And Bizarro is so Want. I like him a lot. It's, Bizarro it's, am Bizarro am. Well, mm-hmm. so that is something that was driving me a little crazy in the what? book because I just I always want to pattern Bizarro's speech patterns, and not everybody <laughs> not everybody gets it right. Like sometimes he says <laughs> like he says Boo Ray in this book. The art the writer gets it pretty good. He says Boo Ray instead Bizarro. of Boo Ray, and then he says like. Me and Bizarro, your worstest friend. I and did just I get a hundred like, well, Dalmatians on Boo-Ray. But I, he says, me and Bizarro, your worstest friend. But shouldn't he say, me am not Bizarro, your worstest friend? Mm, or know. But then wouldn't it be backwards to say, me am not Bizarro, your best friend? So now this is just turning into yeah. the Bizarro episode of C-Lab. You've gotten Michael Parra's like, syntax error. Bizarro, 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 I love oh, I, you. I, did, I also got Armor Wars, which I, I only got halfway through before you showed mm-hmm. up. But um, I'm, again, not going to get invested in that. And then the big one I read for DC was mm. Justice League 41. Yeah, what's up with that? The start of the Dark Side War, and it's a double issue. Like, it was, it was 44 pages long instead of 22, and it just kept Dang. going. I was like, wow, this is a long first chapter. There's no, like, fucking bonus story or whatever they do? No, no, it was a full wow. issue. So I was really invested in it because it's the only book Jeff Johns writes now. Mm-hmm. Though it also seems to take place... Ah, boy, like it's hard to place in continuity because mm-hmm. Batman and Superman are in it in their pre-whatever-they're-doing-now forms. Their pre, you know? The pre-robot rabbits, Batman. Yeah. <laughs> and, and pre-outed Superman. Like mm. They're both in their, their costumes before Convergence. And so... But it is the payoff of the dark side stuff that's been building since Justice League One. Mm-hmm. This is the finale to it, and it almost feels like this interesting thing I like to, that DC is planning to do now, which is they just did Convergence, mm-hmm. this giant storyline, and the Dark Side War looks to be on the level of this could have been the summer storyline, mm-hmm. but. How about we just have it be in Justice League and just be a fun six-parter Justice League? <laughs> or story. how about maybe Johns was late? That could also be the case. Did, yes. I, did I hear like the Secret War stuff had a huge delay? I have heard that four and five are, have been delayed. Some, but they, yeah. but they, since they're the main books, a gigantic ripple effect. Oof, boy, that that like, happened with Civil War as well. It, yeah, uh, I just figured they they had all that ironed out already. I just yeah, I assume you, like these stories have been done for a year. You would have figured. I I would have figured with their kind of such aggressive marketing of Secret mm-hmm. Wars, they would say, "Yeah, we'll we'll have 
five of the seven issues done before we publish even issue one. Yeah. You know, but I don't know. I, that's It's such a high level of art in there that I could see it taking people a while. But anyway, well, maybe the, they got cold feet on something. The Justice mm-hmm. League book is a very good reintroduction to current DC Universe stuff. Oh, really? It's, it's uh, you know, you get to meet Cyborg and how he's changing. You get... You get um, Lex Luthor, the superhero, leading mm-hmm. the Justice League, and his really interesting dynamic with. You think Superman. it's a good? It's a good jumping off point for jumping mm-hmm. on point. Jumping on point. Yeah, I'd say so. It was a fun, and it has a fun knockdown, drag out fight in it too. Neat. I really, I really enjoyed it. I, I'm going to stick with it, also because it has Mister Miracle in it, who is Ooh. really one of my favorite DC characters. He's I don't know if you know Mr. Miracle from the New Gods, but he's basically Jack Kirby's space Jesus. <laughs> That's his thing. Like he, But in his story, Jesus was given up by God to live with the devil, and then he still became a savior even with the devil torturing him. Not the devil. Yeah, but the devil is dark side. <laughs> and then meanwhile... The god raises the devil's son and turns him into... He still becomes kind of a war machine named Orion. And so it's nature versus nurture, you know? It's it's interesting. I've always liked Mr. Miracle. And then lastly, there was the final issue of Archie, number 666... What? Well, because yeah, it's a weird number now. Not very. It really is. It's also how you beat hatred. YouTube.com slash Entertainment Network. But yeah, it was the final. So what's uh, this? They've clarified what's happening in Archie Comics. That Archie number one will reboot the universe. It'll be a much. But the time ribbon is Nexus is coming through yeah. Riverdale. Yeah. <laughs> but it'll be a new world. Like mm-hmm. it'll just be a new status quo for Archie. It's going to be a realer world, not as goofy. Not no as letter kiddie. jackets. No full-bodied male bathing suits. Oh, these are the questions that we're asking <laughs> but probably not if fiona staples of saga is drawing it it's going to look more grounded but so the last issue i wanted to read just to see it and mm-hmm. let me tell you save your time guys you don't want to <laughs> uh, it is a celebration of comics nobody cares about uh, just them saying like and remember this time archie's the best friend and remember this time and I keep thinking, like, these are such bland stories that you're remembering. <laughs> and they're that your they best could ups. be real. They could have been actual stories. Or you just made them up, like, remember that time Archie <sighs> juggled my vases? Like, did he? <laughs> Might have. No, they have a couple of... <laughs> they have a couple of fun asides where Kevin Keller says, uh, Archie's such a good friend, he'd take a bullet for you. And then... Another character says, I'd want him to protect me in a zombie apocalypse. Tee hee hee. Yeah. No, that's, don't be so much of a sexual predator, Kevin. <laughs> Is that good? Well, they'd say that to Reggie. Oh, okay. Yeah, good, good point. Reggie. But they, they showed off all these characters and Mr. Weatherby threatens to, <laughs> to expel Archie if he, if he can't do something. And then everybody helps him do it because they're all his best friends. <laughs> and then they just, at the end, well, who knows what'll happen next, but I can't wait to see it. It is bizarre that this has gone on as long as it has. And yeah. I say that as an admirer of Archie. That is um, the longest, technically like it. It was the longest still publishing series because number one came out in 1942. Jesus Christ! This is it now, yeah, like without action it comics, some of your grandparents. Was, without action comics, it was the longest running one. Like action comics and de- detective comics sure. were ahead of it, but shut those down. both ended and restarted at one. So Archie was it. But Chris, if you're worried what? that the corny old Archie comics would never will, there won't make any new ones. <laughs> 
First of all, there are six million pages yeah. of old Archie comics, and they all read the same. And then a bunch of them are in dis- I I don't know. I, but I, I two, think, well, well. the digests are still going to be published, Yay! and they will each month have a new story uh, of old style Archie. So the digest, right. which is what the kids read the most anyway, really? like they're cheap. Yeah, well, they're just a cheap comic. Your mom buys. You I was I was baffled at the, in the Trekka. I was baffled to find out Archie was published in like regular comic book size form mm-hmm. as a kid because yeah. I, I read those digests and small I, I that's kind of brilliant I wonder why people don't do that more I love those I loved those smaller manga size books uh, yeah, buying they, for two bucks they were store. ahead of the they mm-hmm. were ahead of the manga uh, thing in America they should have sold them like that like no this is a manga it's 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 a it's a manga about America <laughs> it's pretty great right well yes. did you read anything else Chris um by, uh, no I don't think so all right well there was, you know, I think the sale's over, but I bought the first issue of it for a dollar, but it was the original Commandi, the Lost Boy, the Last Boy comic. Uh, it's a Jack Kirby DC original, and I think you'd enjoy it because mm. he originally conceptualized it as a Planet of the Apes Whoa. comic, but then they lost the license before they published it, <laughs> so he redrew a good deal of it. So it is still a blonde guy trapped on a planet, and he's the only non-animal person. Okay. But he and the and the Statue of Liberty is still a big visual in it. But <laughs> and he's the last boy alive except for his grandfather, who like I'm surprised they let that through. I think the Statue of Liberty at some point was incorporated in this, the Planet of the Apes logo. Well, this was the 70s. They spoiler, weren't being careful. Spoiler, everybody. Like, yeah, spoiler. All right, well, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we had a superhero spotlight. We got the news. We've got a surprise appearance by we me in an interview. <laughs> uh, and more. Hey everybody, welcome to the break of Cape Crisis episode 140, and as usual, thank you very much for listening, thanks to you for your attention, all that stuff, and very special thank you to everybody who has been buying the commentaries on lasertime.bandcamp.com. As I've said before, we did commentaries for Avengers and Iron Man 3, we're thinking of doing some more because the sport's been so good, and the old commentaries are there too, you know, if you if you haven't purchased them yet, or if you like the Avengers or Iron Man 3 and wanted to listen to more, we've got a bunch of old ones on there, you can check them out, they're, they're all for sale, and again, buying them helps me out a little bit. Anyway, thank you very much for that. Thanks for telling your friends and, and, and spreading the word about the show. It's all very helpful. Uh, and also, uh, you can help spread that word by just giving some reviews on iTunes. You know, subscribing, giving a five-star review, writing up a new one. All that really helps, and I always appreciate it when I see a new one. So if you can, please do that if you haven't yet. Lastly, it's time for the Hanks Corner pick of the week so this week i read uh, justice league 41 which i did enjoy I, I i always enjoy how jeff johns writes the justice league but it reminded me of some of my favorite justice league comics which were in the mid 90s mid to late 90s 
by Grant Morrison, JLA, which reinvented the series as the, you know, seven gods or whatever of the Justice League that we've pretty much still got today. And his first volume, like I believe it's the first 10 or so issues, are collected in one big collection. And honestly, you should buy his whole run. I I have hardcovers of all of them, but at least get the first couple versions. You should check them out if you've yet to. This is the kind of like giant, big budget movie style storytelling that got so big in the late 90s and early 2000s. This was one of the first. It was the first event-feeling book in the DC Universe in some time. It was a very big deal, and I think the stories still hold up today. The artist, uh, main artist on it was Howard Porter. I really enjoyed his artworks. Check that out. There'll be links to it to buy it on Amazon in this week's episode. Also, uh, you know, you can buy all those DC books that are on sale. They are on sale on Comixology if you prefer that, but if you do read comics on Kindle and you want to buy all those DC comics that are on sale, why not buy them through the, our link to Amazon? Just click on any link to Amazon that's on the Laser Time page and buy Buy those DC comics there. It costs no extra to you. costs the same as it does on Comixology, but a little bit of money comes to Laser Time and helps us out. So if you could, we'd appreciate it. All right, anyway, back to the rest of the show. everybody right we're bringing you in with uh the latest release from hot dad our buddy dot flist eric elwig uh hot dad has a little small album just about webs this is i love websites oh, i love that song so much he's well he's just great i love it he guy. is wonderful the treasure uh, 
well, speaking of people we respect, let Ooh. me before we get into uh, the other segments, I wanted to play. Let's talk about Bill Cosby. So the best show is one of my favorite shows. Oh. It's a call-in show and hosted by Tom Sharpling. Mm-hmm. And he takes calls sometimes, and he had a he had a great episode this week with Yola Tango on it. Uh, who like that band has been around for thirty years? That They're seems make fucking you feel crazy. Old, like man, oh man! But he also takes calls, and so I decided it would be fun to call him. I thought it'd be a fun. You Have you not predict, learned your lesson? You can't predict where his conversations are going to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I thought it'd be fun to talk about Archie comics with him. Mm. I thought, oh, he's probably got he's probably got strong views Is on Archie comics. Is he a huge comic fan? Because you've called it in the past. He actually does. Comics. He does love comic books, and he's had comic authors on, mm-hmm. but he doesn't say like oh i just read this comic i just read this comic mm-hmm. he, he he if he's a geek for anything it's for music mm-hmm. he loves like rock music hip-hop they just have conversation like oh what's what's the best neil young album and they just have that conversation like that happens sometimes and he also talks about movies and all this stuff but mm-hmm. okay so i called in thought i get to talk about archie seemed like the last thing he wanted to talk about no but um i'm cutting to the chase it's a whole eight minute thing you should download this week's episode and i just go to two hours and 22 minutes and you'll hear my whole conversation but so i'm telling him how i like archie i'm starting to get into archie comics again oh you sound like a fucking creep he really doesn't like the sound of that so let me uh start there um so you're super into this you're super into this well i'm getting more into it now i well that makes sense i like (laughs) as you get older of course you'd get into archie as you get older (laughs) how old are you young man young man uh, approximately uh 32. 32, okay. Mm-hmm. Would you ever, would you look at this as <laughs> A, an exciting new interest, or B, a cry for help? <laughs> uh, I guess it's a cry for help that I've read, I've read every superhero comic I can, so I've, I need to read Archie as well to, mm-hmm. to fit in. So you've read all the comic books. Uh, not all the comic books, but I, I have gotten to the point where if my friends say, like, oh, what, you know, if they try to suggest something to me, I just say, yeah, I read that, I read that. But you know what I would do? For- if if I if I got to that point with comic books, you know what I would try? Yeah, we'll see suicide. Mm-hmm. Books. <laughs> yeah, those are hard. <laughs> you want to know what? They're not that hard. You it's can build those more. muscles back up. You read a Read a book. Read an actual book I, without without uh, pictures. I read Cavalier and Clay. Yeah, a, a book about comic books. <laughs> I thought it'd be fun to say it. It was a good book. entryway. No, it was a good book. You can do better, though. I know you can do better. You're a smart guy. Oh yeah, I. What's the I last book? Books. What's the last? What's the last fiction book you've read? Ooh, mm. fiction boy. Uh, Cavalier and Clay. Was it Cavalier? No, no, and no, 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 sir. Oh, the um, the uh, brief and. Wondrous Life of Oscar Wow, mm-hmm. which is also about pretty books. much comic books. Yeah. Also, yeah. Yeah. Play you sure like your comic books, don't you? <laughs> I like how they sing. Look, I love a comic book, too. I love it. Love it, love it, love it. But I would say to you, diversify. <laughs> you, do, you do to come across... like. I guess you didn't have time to humorously explain to him that mm. you have diverse interests. Yeah, uh, you, you don't have time to be more of a character. You become the person he shapes you into mm. into a call. Or maybe he really reveals something about you that you didn't, weren't thinking about. Like, it's... 
We go. It, I. You should listen to the whole thing because at the end, he he doesn't hang up on me, but he has this this world weary sigh of like. Goodbye, Henry. You, you have a good night, buddy. And then hang, <laughs> hangs up and then says, I just couldn't do it anymore. I could, couldn't do it. I'm dying to build a call-in show. Uh, but not. I, I just. But I've, my whole life I've only heard people be mean to callers. Mm-hmm. And I think that's not cool. Well, he's mean, but like that's he's mean, but not in a... In a he co- describes the show as hard G. Like he doesn't swear on it. He really? doesn't... Uh, I yeah, guess he was over the air, airwaves. Be, well, it used to be. Now it's on the internet, but he... He doesn't like when people swear. Like he'll just hang up on them. Mm. He, he, but anyway, listen. You should listen to the rest of that. Two hours and twenty-two minutes. If you want to hear my eight-minute conversation, that is more of a plug than Henry's ever given. Laser time. I've done on come any on, show. Man. Any I, show. Well, I want to support Mr. Sharpling. I'm a big fan of, course, of him. He's really, really struggling to make make ends meet. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> Also, uh, you'll news. see him at Comic Con, right? It's uh, I, he he's a voice on Steven Universe. Mm. He's the dad of Steven Universe. Anyway, all right, the new segment now. So first off, Kamala Khan is going to make her first appearance outside of comic books. Huh? She's going to be in the next season of the Avengers cartoon. Oh, okay. Which That's is barely counts. Which has been renamed Avengers Ultron Revolution. Oh, they renamed that and Spider-Man, didn't they? Yeah, now it's Ultimate Spider-Man Sinister Six. Just, I think it's just to make kids think it's a new show. I oh, think that's the thing. Power Rangers Yeah, principle. just like that. Then also the rumor, um, first off, so I don't think Wonder Woman in her film, she needs a love interest. Mm-hmm. But I think superheroes How in films... How can be a woman and not in love with something? Superheroes in films always have love interests. Yes. In their solo films, it's just kind of the formula. They always do. And so not guardians. <laughs> eh, him and uh, they wanted he wanted to bone her, not the other way around. Yeah, but still, they had a connection. There was there was some implication. I will be it. disappointed if they become if they become a couple mm. ever. Gamora, but well, anyway. So Wonder Woman is the the rumors are they are going to introduce her longtime love interest into the show mm. or into the movie Steve Trevor, which what a lame. I've always felt Steve Trevor. It's is a Steve lame name. Trevor just got back from the regatta. But he's being played by Chris Pine, the ah, rumor what? says, oh. which I think he's just the level of like B plus actor. <laughs> They're like, yeah, you could be Wonder Woman's love interest. You won't outshine. His I performance, that- shape, and status are all following William Shatner. <laughs> it's it's yeah. insane. But I could see, just as I said about Benjamin Bratt mm-hmm. in Catwoman on our worst superheroes episode, mm-hmm. Benjamin Bratt is just famous enough and just handsome enough to be worthy of dating the woman who's the star of it, but won't overshadow her with fame or attractiveness (laughs) so then also uh dc this was a controversial thing that dc did this week in their new run of books Ah. they brought back the half page oh yeah i saw that that was so unfortunate it had to be like with nick lachey like Uh, all dumb ass i was gonna say like the internet sort of you know as it does loses its shit Mm -hmm. um but i yeah I, i i was like well that was Kind of standard for as a, a bunch comic, of stuff. As a comicsology, as a digital comics reader for so long, like I'm just not used to seeing. Th- no, ads that's anymore that's the only anyway. implication because, like, I, I honestly, and I'm not saying they should. I don't know why there aren't ads in digital comics. Yeah, I don't want them. Either, I don't want them yeah. to. I don't want there to be. But like, we paid the same price. Yeah, uh, people. I mean, people are having a going into a tizzy because. Netflix was t- 
tinkering with putting ads in front of their original series. That I know. It wasn't and people were angry. It wasn't. It's the same way if you have HBO Go, you but turn on Game of Thrones. It's a pre-roll of something else that's on HBO, like they would do when people they were don't like that's that I is understand. what I hate about it's what I hate about Hulu. Like I'm okay with it, but just to see, I want to watch a 22 minute well, show, and you're showing Hulu is based on ads. So what they're doing, what that is, is a lack of inventory. Because I yeah, guarantee it's the same fucking there ad. Would, there would be a deodorant commercial had anybody paid for one. Instead, you have to watch a commercial for Pramface and Moon Boy. <laughs> But but no, I, I, the only reason I don't care about the Netflix thing is because like you should be watching like every Netflix show. Mm-hmm. I just started watching Arrested Development season four again. Like, yeah. no, they cultivate very good shows. Yeah, dude, Bloodlines, really Frankie and Gracie or whatever it is. That's okay. Yeah, well, and they're talking Kimmy about Kimmy Schmidt, Daredevil. Did you see those great pictures uh, from comic a yeah. comic convention in England? This, yeah, that's what a great this, idea. This great young lady in England dressed up. She cosplayed as Kimmy Schmidt, mm-hmm. and she had all these great pictures with the Iron Man cosplayer mm-hmm. she met of just posing. Mm-hmm. Those are great pictures. I want to start over. I want to be a baby. <laughs> Fart. <laughs> But yeah, the DC. So the other thing with DC, oh, those ads just felt so old school to me. Like I, I remember yeah. reading comics from like the seventies that I get for a quarter mm-hmm. and seeing a half page ad that then yeah. it would say. Though also, I really hated it. It was so bizarre to me in old ads where it would say at the bottom, "Story continues on page twenty on page twenty, and you're on page eighteen. <clears throat> just to remind you, it's not over. It's just because there's an ad on page nineteen, page twenty has more comic. It's like, not over. We just had a bonkers ad that was too hilarious for one page. <laughs> oh, good old bonkers! Those bubbles. You that's can't for, stop for them. me. That's that's for some reason synonymous with uh, comic ads. Mm. Bonkers and purple label Capcom games on a white background. Yeah, with text. that's that's symbolic of comic. None of this Atlas shit. I didn't actually see that. That wasn't reprinted ironically. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also with those retro half-page ads, it, I think some people are mad about it because the artists and writers probably did not pace the issue, thinking this the this one page will be cut in half to be read across. Unless and they it did. Just, they may have. I have to but, imagine. But if they didn't, that's. Uh, I would imagine they planned certain. In- I would hope so, like but that. I also would think Twix just said, "Hey, we Twix, we want to have ads here. We'll we'll yeah. do whatever. We'll make room for you guys." They, yeah, they'd say, it. "We only have a thing planned for a half a page. We did these in all these magazines. Oh, we can we can deal with that. That's sure, sure." It, I had that blast from the past portion because I was picked up all of all the fuck like first seventy issues of Ultimate Spider-Man digitally, mm-hmm. and the last forty. <laughs> and then Brett filled me in with physical comics, and I went from like Jesus Christ! I didn't realize this was this old. Look at all the ads date this more than anything else. Um, <laughs> Very good point. That is, to, yeah, just seeing like an ad for a 2003 film. Yeah, like an Incredibles PS2 sequel game. Like Jesus <laughs> Christ! A Got Milk ad. Yeah, those are always great. Got uh, Milk ad with OJ Simpson. Oh, oof, this is definitely oof. 93. Um, you know, also I wanted to pull this up here. I'm pulling it up on my phone, but there was this really great Reddit AMA I found. With whom, Henry? With whom? Uh, well, one of these names in comic book history that you never hear of. A man a man named Michael Uslan, or Uslan, mm-hmm. U-S-L-A-N. He is a guy who is a big comic fan, a big comic... Uh, he wrote comics in the 70s, but his biggest deal was that he is a Hollywood producer for 26 years, mm-hmm. and... Well, no, for over 26 years. He has producer or executive producer credits on seven Batman movies. Oh, is he the Superman Lives guy? He's also the executive producer of Swamp Thing, Mm -hmm. Catwoman, The Spirit, and Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego? The movie? The The show. uh, I think the show, Okay. 
But yeah, he did all these things. And so he had this interesting insight into mm-hmm. the Hollywood process of making superhero films. Here's why I made all the decisions you don't like, but here's why I had to make them. Well, he had, the, he had these great stories of like, what's your favorite Batman story? Um, why, why do you think superheroes work in movies but not to comics and vice versa and uh if one is so two of my favorite things are whether whether he liked the green lantern movie mm-hmm. he says the only quote in the article is the villain was a cloud of gas <laughs> so that tells that you what was that I, I, I can't let that go to be completely <laughs> honest uh, and then his other, he had another interesting one which is on on the topic of changing superhero characters for the movie so mm-hmm. he says, I remember when Tim Burton had Jack Napier as the guy who, who would kill Bruce's parents. I was very concerned that the cha- about this change and campaigned long and hard to make sure there was someone with him who, at least in my own mind, was Joe Chill. As I recall going to see Bob Kane and asking him about this subject, Bob said that as far as he was concerned, if the Joker had been created back in Detective Comics 27 through 32... He would have preferred to see it happen that way. That's when I accepted what it was. Though I think Bob Kane is full of shit. It was just like, oh, I would have had this idea. Sure, I'd have made Joker his parents killer. I think that's a. Du- I don't like that. And then lastly, he had this interesting bit uh, that I'm just going to paraphrase. But he asked, well, can DC emulate Marvel's uh, success? And he has this good point about how it's tougher to uh, to create a world for DC in a film than a world for Marvel. He says because when with Marvel, the groundwork of the Silver Age was all overseen by one sole writer slash editor-in-chief. Stanley mm-hmm. worked on every book, and he made mm-hmm. them to be interconnected worlds. Mm-hmm. When it comes to DC and That's the right. guys who are the Justice League characters in DC, they all appeared over 30 different years. And the way DC worked, they had editorial fiefdoms. This mm-hmm. guy's the Batman editor. This yeah. guy's the Superman editor. So when they lived and grew in such separate worlds, mm-hmm. to then stitch them together, it doesn't work as good, is, yeah. was his point. So I, I, I thought that was an interesting... You're saying DC needs its own ultimate universe. I mean, they've... Loud and clear, that. Hank. Gotcha. <laughs> couple wrestling things to get into your butt. First off, that... WWE's wow. Irish badass Sheamus is playing rock steady in uh, in the new TMNT film. That's so. crazy, and and yeah. I saw the picture of the other guy whom I love. I just love seeing his purple mohawk. Yeah, that's well, such a cool look. That's sort of the, one of those things. I remember when I worked at Capcom, we got pictures from the new Resident Evil movie, and like, look at these, look here, are the characters in the movie, and like, everyone's like, that's authentic. I'm like, yeah, that's authentic because this dude doesn't care about the property and didn't think even slightly. <laughs> He of just, how it translate? They're like, all right, let's just yeah. Make these it characters exactly. actually aren't don't ever appear together. But he didn't bother changing their outfit at all because he doesn't care. Yeah, he like fans will like this, I think. And then so whenever I see the Ninja Turtles, it's like, wow, he looks exactly like Bebop. Yeah, in, in like before, I haven't seen in his transition. I don't know who. Well, because those are going to be CG characters. It I is, would but assume. but like that black dude has a purple mohawk. Mm-hmm. It looks awesome. That guy is great. Uh, fuck, I'm trying to remember the other stuff. He was even on like he was on, he was the, the a cast member on blue collar comedy TV. Wow, um, he's a good voice actor. His he was job the, was the black. He guy. was the father of the wheezing kid on Malcolm in the Middle. Oh, okay, yeah. I forget yeah, his yeah. name, but I know I, who you mean. I yeah. I like that guy a lot. Um, and but, Seamus is Rocksteady. Um, but he you looks, know what? That's so funny with the with the Resident Evil thing because yeah we we saw the mm-hmm. 3D one they did mm-hmm. and like Chris Redfield shows up and you would say whoa that's really Chris Redfield but yeah. this is all garbage <laughs> this is all garbage oh that's <laughs> a, that is totally Wesker but this is trash <laughs> it's, it's, it, it, that guy is literally the when you think 
he never gets called out as like, no, that's the worst director working. <laughs> it is. Like, it's but not Brent Ratner. It's not bank. Michael Bay. It's it's Paul W.S. Anderson. Mm-hmm. And, he, and, he, he gets to, and he stole Mila Jovich from me. I, I'm never going to forgive him from that. Is he still with her? I hope I not. I hope so. she's wised up. Been in better uh, films. Well, it's one of those, those Resident Evil films are one of those things that is just so easy for, the whole world loves it because it's just like so surface, it's, I think. It's just garbage. They're, they're terrible. Also, Tom Sharpling really hated, Tom Sharpling had a point, he asked me if I was going to see Jurassic World and then I said it looked really stupid but I might hate watch it mm-hmm. and then he said somebody who is getting into Archie comics as they get older <laughs> really has uh, really has some guts to say that a dinosaur movie is stupid which I yes, said you do. Was a good point I don't, I don't I think that I got faith in that film uh, and then the other rumor going around is that Steve mm. Amell the Arrow might wrestle at SummerSlam <laughs> yeah. against Stardust I don't think this will actually happen because it's the same reason hmm. Mickey Rourke didn't get to wrestle at WrestleMania because holy shit, the I, I pictured in, Mickey Rooney. The people oh. who insure him for a movie don't want him to wrestle. They're like, "That's mm-hmm. too much of a risk. We pay all this insurance to have you in this movie. You'll make it cost more. You can't do it, or you can't risk Unless... getting hurt in delay." Like that's what happened to The Rock. Mm-hmm. The Rock was filming Hercules. And mm-hmm. he his intestine lining burst out like yeah. he herniated his his stomach in, in his last in his last match no. in, in it was his stomach on his he said that the the doctor through his skin had to stuff his intestines ah. back under his abs Wayne and Wayne. and that almost impacted the filming of that wonderful Hercules film <laughs> the unforgettable Hercules it almost film. it almost would have made that Hercules film not happen I need to tell that story again I love telling that story what because we were when I was working in the game industry we were doing previews and it was like 2006 mm-hmm. and it was this company Brash Entertainment yeah I recall and I they, remember they made their, oh, yeah. they made their bones and built themselves as we are a developer and publisher who will only specialize in games based on films. Mm. If you need a game... So basically, like, that's, that being said, what they were saying, we'll make a super make shitty shit. game. Uh, really, but, but like, they... But they that got Jumper. It got garbage. Hollywood. The Jumper, it had Space Chimps, a bunch of pretty forgettable stuff. And at the end of the show, he's like, we have the first trailer for a, a game based on a movie, and the movie hasn't even been announced yet. We're not saying don't write it, but there's no title. The, what it was, we saw a Hercules trailer mm. in game form. <laughs> and like and like as everybody drank a little more it was like it became clear it's a trailer for a Hercules game based on a Hercules movie this is in 2006 and then like the company went tits up the company got shut down like yeah. almost soon after that not realizing like holy shit have I, am I the only person like I'm one of like 40 people in the universe who have seen the trailer for a non-existent Hercules movie wow yeah, and, and, is... and I still don't know what happened to it because there have been two Hollywood Hercules movie because he's a public domain character. Also, do you remember that um, just like Thor? Did you remember yeah. when they put out that Spy Hunter game that starred The Rock for a movie yeah, about Spy Hunter that, that never, never happened? Came out? They at least put that game out. They're yeah. like, yeah, all right, I guess this will just be the the game that would have existed if they had made that <laughs> Spy Hunter film with The Rock. Uh, you know, actually, I'm going to say it on here so I make sure I do it. Hmm. But my plan for I don't know if you guys have noticed, but I've been doing a weekly real feature on mm-hmm. uh, Laser Time every. Uh, for the last few weeks I haven't noticed and this one is gonna be well I did the one on David Letterman I'm, and then no, I'm I, just Josh I did the one ranking uh, Stan Lee's cameos you Man, should I've read both like of those I've got like 17 like three quarters of the way ready to go and right. you should also I'm gonna write it the 
canceled superhero games we wish existed because mm. a, a an Avengers one saw the light of day this week, and I wanted oh, to share yeah. that with everybody. But Man, also just rank all these other canceled ones: the Hundred Bullets game, the Gotham by Gaslight game, the THQ Avengers game, the THQ Avengers game. There mm. was uh, I, I think those guys were going to make a Flash game. The the dude you were talking about, it Spark was, was Wars, Superman Super- a Superman game? That I don't recall. Look into that. Level five was going to do a Superman game. Mm. Oh yeah, no, that was what happened to. But these are going to be the like canceled ones from the last ten years mm-hmm. that you just see test footage of, or somebody releases like their portfolio. They say, "I'm a character artist, and this was some of my best work." I don't care if you didn't put out the yeah. Spider-Man game. I drew. Good I mean, that's stuff. why one of my favorite websites on the internet is Unseen Sixty Four. Yeah, the it's, greatest name ever. It's incredible. Uh, it's but that's all it is. Games that never happen. I'll be sure to link to them if I steal stuff. You're going to have to. They're the best. I mean, internet reporting, who does that? Um, not a lot of people this week. <laughs> oh, lastly, lastly, lastly. We I talked about to say, that in Midgey Game Apocalypse. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, the first draft is done, and uh, James Gunn tweeted an image of the cover, but he said he wouldn't show people the full title. Apparently, it has a secret subtitle it's to it. It's a long title. I wonder what you can put um, in. Well, I mean, they just don't They don't number. Other than Iron Man, they don't number their, fil- their films, so it's going to yeah. be Guardians of the Galaxy... The search for Spock. Or you whatever. know what I hope it is? Mm-hmm. Guardians of the Galaxy colon party. 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 Yeah, party. party. I like that. I but love it. The, though also in an interview, James Gunn revealed the dudes he can't have in his movies. He's so cool with it. Yeah, well, he said, first off, he said, no Shi'ar, that belongs to X-Men. Yeah. Uh, but the one that really upset me was the Kang. He says Kang can't be in it. Because it's... Well, so this I didn't know. I've always... Kang is an Avengers villain. He's mm-hmm. been effing with the Avengers for since at least the early 70s. Mm-hmm. But it turns out his first appearance and his first enemies were the Fantastic Four. So apparently Fuck. he is on the Fantastic Four list of characters, <sighs> not the Avengers. That will never ever go in a movie, let's be honest. They're <laughs> never going to put Kang in a movie. Yes. I, I would love if in the next film Kang is the villain of Fantastic Four 2, like yeah f you marvel we are king like there has been three fantastic four movies mm-hmm. only one villain has ever been shown no excuse yeah. me four and only one villain mm-hmm. has ever been shown unless yeah. you count galactus the gas cloud yep the cloud <laughs> what's a more galactus menace, what's a more menacing cloud galactus <laughs> or parallax i wonder i'd say galactus I'd say, you know and actually no parallax. parallax in the movie yeah, Should Parallax in the movie. All right. Now let's get on to the community segment. Um, oh, shoot. I did have a superhero spotlight, but then I remembered. I that? feel like we've done Doctor Doom before, haven't we? Uh, I think we have. Uh, you know, let me do a short one for Doctor Doom then. Uh, Select your hero. So I did want to do Doctor Doom this week because of big events happening with him in Secret Wars mm-hmm. 3, that he is the ultimate Marvel enemy i'd say like even beyond thanos he is the number one villain i read this great write-up by chris sims at mm-hmm. comics alliance so we'll point it out why dr doom is why he thinks dr doom is the greatest comic book villain of all time is because he works anywhere like mm. there's some that it's it's so oh, lex luther can face this guy but not this guy the joker works here but not against a guy of this power yeah but that's everyone dr doom is his power fluctuates enough and his and his he has kind of a capricious idea of what he wants to be a threat as. He, he can say, you amuse me, or yeah. I will work with you. And then other times he's like, I will destroy like the say, universe. Like I've talked like, about the Joker many times. He's a very serviceable villain. And mm-hmm. he can kind of... 
since he's so self-righteous, he can kind of consider going up against anybody as part of the challenge that provides him mo- motivation. And the Doctor Doom can be so evil that he can be, like, he's a scapegoat. They say, yeah. oh, we don't want to... Well, what they did with Scarlet Witch, they mm. they kind of made Scarlet Witch too evil. Or they made her, when they made her the, um... When they did the whole thing with No More Mutants and House then she came back in mm-hmm. House of M... When she came back, she's kind of evil. Like, she caused all this death and destruction for the Avengers. Mm-hmm. And when they want to write her character, correct her path, and make her a good guy again, that's a lot of stuff to retcon. Mm-hmm. But when they just say, yeah, Doctor Doom mind-controlled her. Ah, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> Doctor Doom, got it. Comics right. audience will completely accept that. Let's just put that on Doctor Doom. I believe that. We're not making Doctor Doom any worse. He's the most evil guy. Like, and he's... it was Doctor Doom. <laughs> but Doctor but Doctor Doom does have a certain level of righteousness to him. Yeah. Oh, actually, who search Doctor Doom in Spider-Man cartoons? Sorry, yes. he's, he's. I do love his voice in the. He was a villain. That was one of my favorite episodes of the Doc of the Spider-Man '60s cartoon when I watched as a kid when Doctor Doom showed up. I was like, oh man, this is serious. Doctor Doom is here, and Doctor Doom, I think. Might be him or Loki might be the first villain to cross over to fight another uh, superhero in the Silver Age of Marvel Comics because he first appeared in uh, Fantastic Four number five in 1962, and I believe by late 1963 he fights Spider Man in Amazing Spider Man six. Mm. So he was like, I think the first borrowed supervillain in the Marvel universe. Now right. they they trade supervillains a lot in Marvel, but he was one of the first. And when he fought Spider Man and kidnapped, he kids he kidnaps Flash Thompson mm-hmm. because he's wearing a Spider Man costume, and then then he fights Spider Man and he just escapes. But it was just funny to see Doom and Spider Man doing stuff. Uh, but I no idea this is going to sound. Pulling it up on the fly. All right. <laughs> What a strange (laughs) sound of the the T. Doctor Doom sounds weird. Doctor Doom versus Los Vangadores. Um, That's Uh, that's all that's coming up. I'm sorry. No, that's cool. It's cool. But I wonder who that is. Doctor Hulk versus La Mole. La Mole. Well, here's something else about Doctor Doom and his first appearance, which a lot of people forget. Mm -hmm. His first appearance is ridiculous because he shows up. Kidnaps the Fantastic Four Mm -hmm. and then says, I've built a time machine and I'm going to send you back to the time of Blackbeard to steal treasure. (laughs) So if you go through his first appearance, you will see him like he gives them pirate costumes, except for Susan. He gives the three of them pirate costumes. What does she get? She is kidnapped. He he keeps her captive. So he keeps her captive and sends the three of them back. It was classic. Sue, you be a victim. We're we're gonna have the fun stories. You be over here. But yeah, so the they like thing becomes Blackbeard. He's wearing this huge beard. So you just see in in what's this momentous event of them meeting their ultimate villain. He also says, "I built time a time machine so you could steal pirate gold." Get it? It was just so great that his time panel has existed since the beginning. And they also mm-hmm. set up in one of the earliest, and in one of his earliest appearances, that Stanley and Jack Kirby draw the Fantastic Four comics within the Fantastic Four universe, and it's mm-hmm. something they've explored 
every now and then too they just have a guest appearance by the writer of the comics or the artist of the comics and so dr doom confronts lee and, and kirby mm-hmm. and it's the first time he takes off his mask though you don't see his face and they just go like oh it's hideous Ugh. and he says i let you see this but no one else and he it was i think it was the first exploration of you don't get to see what's behind doom's mask and just mm. the tease of that which has been teased on and off i think I don't know if you had it, but it was even one of those Marvel cards they had in the third Marvel card series that said the secrets of the Marvel Universe. And one of them was, what is Doctor Doom's face? No one's seen it. Mm. Was he one of the holograms in the first? I um, think I would bet he was. I yeah, mean, of but, five. There were like five holograms. Uh, maybe he not. He might have been. But, but I think, so Doom, Doom was this great villain, but I think he became truly exceptional in the early 80s when John Byrne mm. was working on the, on Fantastic Four because he really liked Doctor Doom and he made a point of making Doctor Doom this huge badass who could mm-hmm. beat the Fantastic Four whenever he felt like it, pretty much. And But he also became kind of like Magneto in that he was a more righteous villain mm-hmm. and he just said, well... I do what I do for my country and I'm a better ruler than some other people and I have a code of ethics and all this stuff like he's he there's ethics in super villainy for Doctor <laughs> Doom and in that's kind of when he became the entire Marvel Universe's enemy mm. like he just he even had his own comic super villain team up where he would Ooh. in the in the 70s where he would team up with other super villains really like, just him yeah, him and, say, Namor or somebody no, else. No, but it was like Doctor Doom would team up with a different character every With week? a different villain every wow. every month. That's, hey, that's big shit. And his last issue has one of the best covers ever. It is a ridiculous comic. Issue 16 <laughs> of Super uh, Marvel supervillain team-up. He teams up with Magneto, and the cover is just the entire Avengers kneeling before Doom's feet. And in the comic, Doom is just like owns Magneto left, right, and center. It's it's amazing. Uh, but anyway, yeah, Doom now, he's been the, the class A villain for a very long time. Mm. I think if you want to read another great Doom book, definitely Unthinkable, the storyline. Uh, Unthinkable. In, in, in Fantastic Four by Mark Wade is very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Books of Doom by Ed Brubaker, which is a good origin story, a, a modern origin story for the Doctor Doom is also a very good one. I even like how Walt, uh, Warren Ellis dealt mm-hmm. with Doom in the Ultimate Fantastic Four books, and kind of how Mark Miller dealt with Doom in his run on Fantastic Four from a few years ago. There's a lot of good Doom books out there, and if you want a, I mean, if you want a fun one, read mm-hmm. his read Secret Wars. He's a major part of Secret Wars, one of like the top five most important characters in the books it's his greatest triumph and it also kind of sets up situationally where doom is at in current secret wars now as well and so you should read read 80 secret wars to to really get a good grip of oh this is how great doom is you'll see why doom is marvel's greatest villain by reading this i know i've told people no doom's really cool and then like our friend charlie just sees Oh, what Iron Man in a green cape and he looks stupid? Who cares? Like I was like, no, you don't understand. He's really cool. <laughs> so that is the superhero spotlight this week, and he's also good in Marvel vs. Capcom three. Select your hero. 
Best villain. Well, speaking of him in games, he's uh, appearing now in. Um, he'll be a playable character in the Marvel Heroes online. That's true. Free to play thing that he's. You should check him out on that. And also, let me tell you, I still got some Vision codes mm-hmm. and She-Hulk codes. If you want them, tell me in the comments on this article or you know at Reply Me on Twitter. Are, I've, are they I've given away a few. Doom on Marvel Heroes. I just got an email about it. Yeah, well, the, I mean, there the was a press release about it. Voice yeah. actor will be on a stream. Check out Marvel Heroes if you're a fan of Marvel and like Mobus. The DC one shut down this week, people. Yeah, that's... <laughs> uh, well, Mar- now, Marvel Heroes 2015 is not a MOBA. Like, oh, yeah, is, sorry, yes. It's more of a dungeon crawler. Mm-hmm. That's why, like, the MOBA universe is so tight. That is sad that for Infinite Crisis that it shut down. They were trying hard, and it wasn't bad, but yeah, I it, I it is so friend. packed now. League of Legends and Dota 2... Are so. This is a little video game side talk, but League of Legends, sure Dota Two, are so huge, mm-hmm. and now Blizzard has launched theirs, mm-hmm. Heroes of the Storm, has officially launched it. It's been in beta for a long time, but mm-hmm. when you have those three heavyweights, like where even DC, even DC Comics, where can you fit in? Yeah. Because there are a ton of mobile players, but with the three heavyweights, like where is there space for anybody else? Yeah, I, I'm there's kind of only one model. Especially when people, yeah, like there's so little. I feel like in the model of MOBA, you mm-hmm. can't diversify that much. If you change it, like you use a different map, like people don't no, want I'm, that. I'm saying a pricing structure. They're all mm-hmm. free to play. Yeah, but you buy characters and whatever. Sure, but like, like you're depending on a very small amount of people. Because you need a lot of people well, playing. And if a would, lot of people are playing one game, it means there's not a lot of people playing another, let alone Well, there multiple. are a lot of people on League and a lot of people on Dota 2. We'll mm. see if they show up for... I had a friend who, was, who worked on uh, Marvel Heroes. I always meant to have her on. Uh, well, hey, we might, we might have some friends on ooh. soon. Who knows? Uh, but okay, let's get to the community segment. Speaking of our friends, mm-hmm. uh, what do people in the community have to say with last week's question of the week? Mm-hmm. Which was, what movie set do you wish you would be on? Because we got all these messages, or there was all these Superman. leaks from Suicide Squad and mm-hmm. from Civil War. You said Superman. Superman. I said uh, Catwoman. Uh, first up, <laughs> Triskitable says, Guardians of the Galaxy. I want footage of Vin Diesel trying to get the right pitch and delivery for <laughs> I Am Groot. Uh, it sounds like he's always like kind of giving a little bit of a burp when he does it. <clears throat> you know, he said it in every in every language. Did every he? Every language it was released in, he recorded it in those languages. Man, he works real hard. All right, I won't. No, no need to give Vin shit now. Look, hey, uh, uh, it's about family. <laughs> Vin Diesel's cool. About, I am not a weapon. It's about family. God, I'm too high pitched. Can't do it. We got family. Oh, you think this is a think this is a street <laughs> fight? You're goddamn right. I don't have friends. You don't I got family. <laughs> You don't need to tell somebody that they love you, man. They just know. We got secret and married, but I knew you'd figure out. That's spoilers for the end of Furious 7. Uh, Hitler Me This Batman says, Batman and Robin, I just want to look into George Clooney's eyes and see the abyss stare back at me. Aimbot Master uh, had this really interesting one. I don't need to wish. Living just outside the Detroit area, I got to be an extra in Batman v Superman. I didn't I didn't want to say it on... I said it off mic when we were talking about bad superhero movies because it was... It's part of Dana Gould's bit. Oh, yeah. I say it on mic when he... No, you didn't say it on mic. He's a big Batman fan and he said he he went to the set of Batman and Robin Mm -hmm. and his impression of Joel Schumacher giving directions and I think I saw him do it... It's not on and out recorded anywhere but he's like, I knew he was gay (laughs) but like, I didn't expect 
so you're Batman. <laughs> and Mr. Freeze wants to take Gotham, but you're not going to let him. And like, <laughs> but then he said he lightened up on it because it turns out Jill Schumacher is like the greatest human being alive. Great um, human being. Yes. Uh, but yeah, Don't forget to use your nails. <laughs> so aimbot. Uh, one other thing about Jill Schumacher, you guys should watch the... I believe it was called Legends of the Dark Knight, the mm-hmm. DC animated uh, Batman show. In the third season, they did one where a bunch of kids are saying what they think Batman is mm-hmm. as, as an excuse to cut away to one that looks like an old 50s Batman comic, mm-hmm. and then to animate like a really a three-minute short of uh, The Dark Knight Returns. Mm-hmm. And then they... They're, so it's all these kids talking about who they who they want, uh, what they think Batman is. Mm-hmm. They pass by a young boy who is uh, putting a feather boa on a <laughs> on a mannequin. Is it Tyler's the most the world's most perfect boy? And he's putting a feather boa on a mannequin, and he's working at a place where shoes are made. And then he said, "No, I think Batman is just all leather and fun." And he and and then they say, "Like, oh, come on, Joel, that's stupid." And then they just walk away. <laughs> It was what? such like a great burn. Like you gotta look it wow. up. You gotta look it up. That's it is fantastic. great. Uh, then also, okay, but anyway, back to Aimbot Matner, mm-hmm. Master says, "I don't need to wish." Living just outside the Detroit area, I got to be an extra oh, wow. in Batman versus Superman. Wow! I have to wait to see if you can point me out on screen, but I'll let you know if I show up. And he had a sign up that he had the picture proof that he'd done it that said, wow. "Hey, just hang around here for a day. We will not pay you, but you get to be in the movie." <laughs> uh, we, you know what? In our in our time off, we should be doing more of that when they film doing in the extras. City. I'm pissed. Like right, like less than one block. Harvey Milk was filming. Yeah, and you could have like, been in it, dude. Like I am, a, I am like four days of shaving away from the seventies at all times. Like I would have fit in great there. Uh, JJB Sterling says, honestly, I wouldn't want to. If it's a movie I'm excited to see, then I'm at the point where I don't want to have stuff spoiled for me. For Civil War shots of certain characters have leaked, and because of the sites I visit and the nature of the internet, I end up seeing them. So yeah. And they said the rumor that Martin Freeman's casting in Civil War is that he's yeah, playing the Prime Minister yeah. of England. It's true. Uh, Too soon, I say. Swag McTaggart says, I would have loved to have been on the set of Blade 3 for all of Snipes' diva shenanigans. Is Blade the new Howard the Duck? I just got a tweet. <laughs> uh, Dango Mushi says, there, there, is a, there is a Blade killing duck people. It's Blade. The cover image wow. I saw was Blade attacking basically Count Duckula. <laughs> Uh, Dango Mushi says, I do have some set photos from when the Avengers filmed here in Cleveland. Wow. Pretty good. And then Something I w- filmed in Cleveland? <laughs> Must have. Wow. Uh, uh, I wish I could be on the set of Tank Girl. I just imagined Dude. the set as a 90s grunge paradise. <laughs> and between takes, I get to see a bunch of kangaroos become whiny actors. <laughs> And, uh, That's really funny. And then Zap Rathdauer, who would totally be a member of yes, the NST uh, 3K Justice League. God, some I need that art. I wish I could. Draw. He says, "Can I cheat and change uh, change it to the set of a radio studio? <laughs> I would love to go back to the time of the Radio Adventures of Superman." I'm a wow. huge old-time radio nerd, and I get the chills just thinking about seeing them making sound too, effects man. by clashing cymbals together, banging on aluminum, and blowing into the microphone for his flight. Iron Bat Guy says, I would choose the spirit so I would hear the actors continuously say, 
what the hell is supposed to be happening? This is all going to be better behind me in post, right? Yeah. All of it this will be better. This will make sense when you... It's just like <laughs> Sin City. That looked much better after the... <laughs> like, the green screen looks bad, but it won't later, right? <laughs> uh, then And uh, then I also wanted to have a couple corrections here. Sure. Uh, one was Jar said, I work in the subway in Toronto, and they're prepping to shoot some Suicide Squad in my station. I'll let you guys know if I see the bat around anywhere tonight. Uh, and then Hitler me this Batman also said, Hank. It, I, I, so I was saying Frank Quietly is my favorite artist. I li- he's the artist on Jupiter's Legacy. Mm-hmm. And then Hitler me this says, Hank, all caps. It's Frank Quietly. Like, quite frankly. <laughs> Frank Quietly. I was like, all right, sorry. So, again... I'm not perfect, guys. We I'm should sorry. just create a bumper that has people correcting you. <laughs> <laughs> it could be that radio show host. All right, so the new question of the week is, what would your subtitle be for Guardians of the Galaxy 2? Oh, my. You, just, you said my yours party. was Party. Yeah. yeah. I think it would be... Uh, Oof. I'm gonna. I think it'll be about the Soul Gem and Adam Warlock. Mm-hmm. So I think it'll be called Soul Train. Like, <laughs> no, it won't. No, it won't be. I think. <laughs> I think it'll be called somewhere. Well, I think uh, it will be jokey. I do think it will be a joke title, like Electric. Yes. I think it honestly could be Electric Boogaloo. We'll go up the. Uh, uh, Don't you think that could? That's quite honestly. It's. I mean, the music will be from that era. Yeah, uh, because he's got mixtape volume two. Indeed. It's so funny to see a kid who grew up in the 80s but has a 70s mixtape. Like, uh, uh, well, that's his mother made it. Yeah, I know. That makes it's, sense. It's a, yes, I, I know the plot reasons, Chris. <laughs> All right. All right. So anyway, go to the forums, answer this question in the question of the week Do tab, that shit. Or there's a link to it on this week's episode 140 on lasertimepodcast.com. So give that a look. And I uh, guess that's it for this week, right, Chris? <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Video Game Apocalypse this week in honor of the awful, terrible game Hatred, uh, which we streamed, youtube.com slash network. Oh, yeah. Uh, Michael Parr did the top five controversial games um, mm. of all, like, way more controversial than what Hatred has in it for Video yeah. Game Apocalypse. Uh, Laser Time this week is about single season sensation shows that were beloved shows that were canceled in one season. Uh, I know. I wished I had been on that. But I it was know. A crowded house here, but it was boy. I do love those. I I need to be over here to record something on a day that's not a pay per view. Uh, well, look look forward to seeing this weekend, buddy. <laughs> All right, boy, yeah. oh boy, can't wait. Oh, uh, also, there's K- Cheap Popcast, which mm-hmm. new episode this week where we talk about that pay per view. Yeah, help us out, shop through Amazon. We really appreciate that. Uh, yeah, new cape, new cheap podcast. Yep, and also VG, VG Empire. Well, there was a new one last week, but Indeed. no, it was this week. Ballerina Toshinden. Wait, wait, I plug the great. YouTube channel, and here, speaking of videos, you won't watch. Uh, the probably you the, should watch the biggest failures I've ever made. The top five Tomorrowland games, Tomorrowland settings, official Disney Tomorrowland settings within video games. The best five. I made a video about it. It's kind of funny. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Well, you couldn't have predicted that the Tomorrowland film would set uh, I, would would set the world on mile. A couple people in the Laser Time Facebook group, which would really appreciate Reese, he's like, please watch this. So Chris, yeah, this is this is good work, and I don't know if Chris will make any more. Like, I kind of ex- I love that I have an excuse to talk about Tomorrowland. Otherwise, I probably wouldn't because mm-hmm. I don't expect people to care. I think it's, it's a great video. It's something like, I care about. I like, think deeply. you did a very good job, Chris. I I mean. 
I don't really. I'm just glad I can make that kind of shit. If I worked at a business like I used to, everybody would have said no, and I never would have been able to make it. But I did. Well, they definitely would have said, "Don't use that copywritten cartoon <laughs> from Di- that Disney cartoon." Hey, I snuck it by YouTube. It's allowed. You did it. It's allowed. You're a you're a you're a magician. I love. I, ooh, I love those those. Yeah, those are up on our YouTube too. And as always, let me tell you about lasertime.bandcamp.com. Mm-hmm. You maybe got the Avengers, but did you get Iron Man three commentary track that we did? Have you listened to the X Men Origins Wolverine? One of the funniest ones we've ever done. Running I love Man, that the one greatest so movie ever made. Uh, yeah, so many. <laughs> So many great ones on there. Buy them up. It helps me. You can pay a dollar. You can pay more. Checking my Twitter. Who just sent me? You should, by the way, should send Tor Messer a message. He wants that vision code. But uh, I, I gave one to somebody. Twenty three breach. What up, Roberts? He's got a great picture of Wayne Knight inflated with air <laughs> on the, with a Toon Squad jersey. Man, uh, that's a but like movie. I told, I told you guys. Yeah, tell me if you tell me on Twitter if you want a uh, vision code. I'll give them to you, man. Oh yeah, there he is. There's Tor Messer. I'll give it. I'll give you one, buddy. Uh, you, I mean, you've already got one by the time I did this. But anyway, mm-hmm. yeah, la- lasertime.bandcamp.com. Just want to tell that again. All right, so boy, Chris and I have a fun appointment tonight. We'll maybe maybe tell you about it someday later. But, uh, Go see Lizzie. Uh, it'll be good to see Lizzie. Mm-hmm. We're going to start a band with her. All, all about comic book songs. It'll be just as good as uh, that Justice League episode we did. I'm Plastic Man. Plastic man. He's plastic, plastic, plastic man. All right. So until next time, Excelsior. Excelsior.